Hey, Ned, we're back. We're ready to pick up our story with using DNA as binary storage. And this episode, we get to talk about something I know that is near and dear to your heart, the Stanford Bunny. Mark, I have to tell you that of all the things that I've learned from you, the Stanford Bunny may have been the most uh, deceptively simple example of something that I care about a lot. And I wonder if I could get you to share what the Stanford Bunny was with all of our friends here who might be listening to us today. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, for all of you animal activists out there, let's just start off by the disclaimer. This is not about some lab bunny that horrific things happen to. That's not what this is. In 2019, a, a couple of uh, material scientists uh, studying at Stanford evidently had way too much time on their hands. And what they decided to do is take the 3D printing instructions uh, for a bunny, and they <laughs> sequenced it in DNA. They then were able to suspend that in distilled water, throw it into an aerosol form, and use the technique that produces these things called nanobeads. It's where you take a cold liquid and molten glass, and you aerosol them in uh, these little tiny beads that are about a micron in diameter. But inside each one of these little beads is this distilled water with DNA suspended in it. And the DNA has got the information for printing a bunny. Now, what they did with all these uh, nano beads is they put it into molten plastic, fed that into a 3D printer and printed a bunny. Ned, I think you've been playing around on your 3D printer with the Stanford bunny, right? Well, so what Mark is describing is a, this is a Stanford bunny. And this is not a Stanford bunny that is in, has been imbued with all of the DNA for its subsequent copies. But I was able to go to the internet and download the file that incorporates the design, the CAD design, and then print it on my printer this weekend while I was doing science stuff. You said that you could take the various thread from it, get the design, and then have it printed again some huge number of times that boggled my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like a little Franken bunny. You take your, your handy dandy pocket knife, cut off a little piece of plastic from its ear, melt it down, take the nano beads out, run it through a sequencer, and you could get the printed instructions for the rabbit you just had. Now, that's a great and wonderful example, but check this out. So we talked about suspending nanobeads in plastic, right? So what happens if you did that, let's say for the wiring harness in your fridge? such that, oh, the wiring harness, my fridge broke. Oh, well, I take my grandpa's pocket knife and I get a little piece of that plastic and I run it through a machine, which would be able to take the nanobeads out, get the DNA and print a replacement part. So we talked about plastic, right? But certainly you could use this in paint. So at the yeah. scene of an accident, uh, you know, the detective pulls up a fleck of paint and gets the VIN number of the car that did it. I understand there's like some big brother ramifications in all of this, but nonetheless, I mean, that could be uh, super handy. Or you're redecorating your room, you take a fleck of the old paint and it's got the recipe for Home Depot to mix, mix you up a new gallon. I mean, there's just a thousand and one things. And certainly exciting. And I am so psyched you printed out a Stanford Bunny. That is like the highlight of my month. 